and welcome to another episode of IMDB or I am Danny B. I'm your host Danny B and as usual we are joined by Kevin and we're doing our yearly Christmas one which I always feel like tends to be the best episode. Um, so we've picked this year again we went for two kind of streaming service movies. We picked Amazon Prime's Your Christmas or Mine starring Asha Butterfield of Sex Education fame and the Lindsay Lohan comeback on Netflix, um, Falling for Christmas, which is essentially just overboard with Christmas trees. Um, but yeah, so we picked these two. Um, I think, I don't know, I think I'd like to talk about them in the way I watched them, bizarrely. So I watched Your Christmas or Mine first, so do you mind doing that one? No, that's fine. First? Um, I watched them in the other order. Ah. Um, <laughs> I thought about rewatching the Lindsay Lohan one, but I, was like, I don't think it would help. <laughs> so I watched it like a week and a half now. Yeah, and it's like, I don't think I'll take anything more <laughs> from it. <laughs> well, I was bad and watched most of Your Christmas or Mine today at my work <laughs> when I shouldn't have been. <laughs> then, um, when I got home, I misjudged the time and watched him um, falling for Christmas. Um, but yeah, so. I think your Christmas or mine was. I think I certainly think. Like I'll get it out of the way. I think it's definitely my favourite of the two. Yeah. Weirdly, because yeah. I had a lot to say about it, and not a lot of it was positive. But like, um, but yeah, I do still think it was probably my favourite one out of the two of them. Yeah, I mean, it's like an actual film. Yeah, it's an actual <laughs> film. Yeah, it wasn't as glossy. <laughs> um, but do you want to attempt a summary for this one, or do you want me? Uh, I could try. What are their names again? It's James and Haley. It is Haley, yeah. Um, so it's basically a sort of new-ish couple, university couple, and they're all mopey because they're leaving each other for Christmas. And they're at the train station and they get on their respective trains and then both of them at the last minute decide to go on the other person's train, not realising that the other person has also done that. <laughs> and then... Yeah, they just end up at the other person's family house for Christmas and for half an hour of the film, they're pretending that they're not in a relationship and then eventually it comes out they're all in a relationship and then there's like a whole lot of drama and one goes to the other house, the other's trying to go to the other house and then they just all have Christmas together. And Filch from Harry Potter was in it. Yeah. Is that <laughs> I, it? Have I missed anything? No, I... No... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think you. It, it was really funny when I started watching it. I was like, "Okay, I like this premise. This is not a premise I've seen in a long time. I would quite, I quite enjoy this." And then I think I got to. I think I got to the bit where she was decorating the house, and I, this like um, when Haley was decorating the house, and I got to that kind of thing where I was like, "Am I just getting?" cynical <laughs> because I think I was I had actually I was watching something a while ago and it was talking about like how romantic comedies like obviously do this big thing about how it's like the big romantic gesture and things like that but if you actually like take them apart they're not actually romantic it's quite it can be quite sinister in a way and I feel like some of the gestures that they did in this movie, I don't know if it was because it felt a bit more real because it was like a British movie and I don't know, I felt like the characters were a bit more down to earth than say something like Fallen for Christmas. But I felt like, I'm get, I don't know if it's a thing of I'm getting to that age or I'm just like past thinking this way, but every time they did something that you would think, oh, this is like a nice gesture in like an over-the-top romantic comedy or a Christmas movie, I just thought, you no, know, you're just <laughs> overstepping all the boundaries, and yes, be angry at this stupid woman, and yes, why have you not told your parents? Why are your two younger brothers assholes? Like I just, there was yeah, there was quite a lot of feeling for this movie. Not a lot of it was positive, and yet I still enjoyed this more than the first, the second one. But yeah, I felt really sorry for um, like James, and I felt really sorry for the woman. Iris, I think her name was, that worked for the dad. I, just, I felt like she just needed to like put on like her bag and just be like, fuck he's all, I'm away. Like, <laughs> I'm away to like Mallorca or something, I don't know. <laughs> um, I actually quite enjoyed the film. Um, 
I don't really get upset at like the rom-com tropes and stuff. I mean, they're funny to break down and be like, well, that's just weird. Also, well, I helped I watch Love Actually yesterday. Oh, so yeah. then, like, <laughs> anything in this seems kosher compared to <laughs> all the stuff that goes on in Love Actually. <laughs> it's funny, though, because it's never really bothered me before. But, like, I think, I think it was more because, like, they do it so often in these kind of movies. And it's like, we are obviously, like... The, the wife has died unexpectedly and it was at Christmas time. So, yeah, like, we ban Christmas in this household. But I just kind of felt like... Yeah, I don't know why, but just the, when she done that, I was just a bit like... It was the first time I've ever watched something like that in a movie and I was like, no, no, don't do that. And it was like, <laughs> what are you doing? And then, like, and then when the dad came back and she was like, I think you're overreacting. I was like, fuck you! Like, what do you mean? he's overreacting i just yeah but apart from that like i thought i did actually really enjoy this i liked the humor in it i thought it was really funny and and i thought it had a really good cast as well um because i I like asha butterfield and i think i've never seen Haley in any the girl that played Uh, Haley in anything but Alex Jennings, who played the dad he's a good actor i've seen him in quite a lot of like Uh, british things i think when i wrote down yeah, when I was writing, I was like, is he the only British actor? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything just... I watch, is like, where, where does he find the time? <laughs> it's kind of like Rupert Penry Jones, though. Like, when we did the Christmas thing last year, like the Hallmark one, mm. and I, like, I've definitely mentioned it, and I was like, oh, and you were all like, who the hell is he? He's another guy, like, but he's done this thing with American movies recently, where like, he does quite a lot of British stuff, but then, like, I'll watch a big Hollywood movie and it's just, like, he's there. Like, he was the mayor in the Batman and I was like, the fuck are you doing in here? <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he just appears in things and, yeah, yeah, that Alex Jennings is kind of the same. Yeah, like, um... I think, like, Charlie and I were, like, just being excited that Mark Keep was in it. And yeah. Then, and then, like, it was like, and this guy, who oh. we cannot get away from. <laughs> He's here again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was saying before we started recording, but I've been kind of catching up on, like, a really old um, British sitcom called Desmond's. And I'm going to say his name wrong, but the guy that played, like, Desmond's kind of sidekick, essentially, uh, Pork Pie. Um, He was in it and he was the granddad. So his name's Ram John Holder. But it was really funny because I kind of saw him and I was like, that kind of looks like Pork Pie from Desmond's. And I was like, it is Pork Pie from Desmond's because he's literally never changed. He's even wearing a hat and has the same beard. And I was like, (laughs) it's Pork Pie. (laughs) Yeah. So, but yeah, I had a good cast. I liked, because, not that you'll probably know this, but like, the, the women the women that played Haley's mum and her aunt uh-huh. it was Angela Griff, Griffins or I think her name was and Natalie God I can't say her name <laughs> the funny thing was was I was like this is such a weird cast because you've got like Asha Butterfield who has had massive hits in Hollywood and then you've got two Coronation Street actresses <laughs> <laughs> and you've got some class comedians and some like period actor type people and I was like this is a really weird cast I was like, <laughs> like but, yeah. um, I did feel like I mean a, a real disagree with me but I felt like this movie was trying to gaslight us into thinking that Asha is like a very attractive man yeah I don't, it's not that he's unattractive but like they kept kind of plying it in because like, I, did, I did admit I, I thought one of the funnier bits in it was when he gets off the train and he thinks it's Haley and it's the the other woman, yeah. and she's like, he's like, guess who you're waking up to? And she's like, oh, yes, please. And I was like, he's not that nice looking. <laughs> but, I, but I did like as well that as he was like trying to run away, she was like, but I've been really good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's not. He's let's put it this way: he's not like overly attractive but when they introduced the character Steve the guy that was like supposed to be her fiance but yeah. obviously that split up um, I would definitely rather because he looked plastic <laughs> was, I don't know what it was. It was, like, it was like he'd wandered off of the set of like Falling for Christmas and wandered into this movie it was like wow he's what <laughs> it was like, it just kind of felt like at least he didn't look Plastic. Yeah. Like I just, I couldn't get past it. Yeah. But. Like, um, yeah, that's about. He's like, he's, he's TV, he's TV average. You know? Yeah, he's <laughs> like, TV average. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's kind of like 
cute. But yeah. but that it's kind of like the weird beard thing he had going on. I actually took me about half an hour to realise it was there. Like I, I, I watched the whole movie and didn't realise he's got like movie. this really weird, very very weak, like kind of half beardy goatee thing trying to go on, and it's like, it's like he's trying to will it to grow in through the movie because <laughs> I, I didn't notice it until about half an hour through, and I was like. What the hell's he got in his face? No, I don't that yeah, I'm sure. I don't think I'm imagining things. I'm sure yeah. it's supposed to be there. Yeah. But yeah. literally, every time I see him, though, I'm always like, "Oh, it's discount Frankie Muniz." He just he looks like Frankie <laughs> Muniz too. <laughs> I can't not see it. I just always think about him because you know you watch like movies or whatever, and you, the funny thing is, I haven't even seen this. But you know how you watch movies of like kid actors, and it just it's just always what you'll think of them as, like. Every time I see him, I just think of the fact that his first big thing was it was the Martin Scorsese movie that Hugo, because it was oh, like him? yeah, because yeah. I remember there was like when he made that movie, I remember there was a big thing about the fact that it was like Martin Scorsese's making a kids movie and like the whole world was really confused, but I didn't fancy it. And then when it came out, he was like a newcomer, and I think he did disappear for a while, but then he just kind of like slyly came back and obviously like sex education's kind of made his career now but like but yeah just every time I look at him I'm like it's that wee lad that was in the Martin Scorsese movie that shocked everyone <laughs> it's just like, sure it's him <laughs> um, but no yeah I went into this with like zero expectations and I actually ended up quite enjoying it yeah it was quite funny um, everybody did a good job it looked like a film and after I like watched um, the other one. Um, <laughs> so I was like, I could never remember the name. Oh, falling for Christmas. Falling for Christmas. Um, yeah, like it was like, oh, this is yeah, this is an actual movie. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I I think the the I liked I liked a lot of aspects of it, and obviously it was quite like stereotypical in terms of like how they portrayed the characters. Like obviously, like the chaotic family against like the really rigid family and. But I, I kind of expected it from the very beginning, but I did quite like that they kind of followed through with the fact that by the end of the movie, it turned out that the guy that just wanted to shoot everybody was like the granddad. Because <laughs> like, they kind of showed him. And at first I thought they were going to try and play him off as a ghost because oh, yeah. obviously like, she turns up at the house yeah. and then he's like, poof, he disappears. Um, and And then by the end of the movie when he was like, you can come and talk to me. I was like, oh, they're going to follow through. And it was like, yes, it's my dad. And he, but I did love as well when he was like, when he's not, when he's he's supposed to be Lord of the Manor when he's not pretending to be Warsaw Gummidge. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I did I did enjoy it. But I think I, I, like, I had more sympathy for like the dad of that side of the family. And actually, I kind of felt sorry for the dad. Um, I can't remember his name, but he's the comedian. Um, the guy that was Haley's dad. Uh-huh. I felt really... I just felt like really sorry for the dads of these, these movies. <laughs> like, these families. Like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it was a good movie. And I liked... I liked that it was more realistic. Yeah. And it it kind of felt like it was trying to copy aspects of like love actually, but more like it was trying to copy like this the silliness, but the very Britishness of something like love actually. And I liked that, but it, but it still there were still like loads of bits in it that just made me go, no, that's not that's not how you life. That's not <laughs> that's not how you do things. <laughs> like I was like. Mm. Yeah, but I'm not watching this film to watch a very accurate portrayal of America. Neither am I, but I'm really bad. I'm starting to do this, and and it's really funny because people are, like, taking the piss out of me now and going, oh, it's because you're back at uni and you're studying film. No, I've always been like this. I always overthink everything, and it's like, I do can't, even if it's, like, something ridiculously daft. Like, I went to go and see the new Avatar movie. Okay. And I kind of want to go and see it again because I didn't think it'd come out in 3D, but apparently it has, and I didn't see it in 3D. But that's not the point. <laughs> like, but even with something like that, it's giant blue-skinned people. But I still go, but if they hadn't done this, and if they didn't, <laughs> like, I can't help it. It's just how I've always been with movies. And even though I sit down to be like, this is stupid, and I'm just going to let it wash over me, I still go, no. <laughs> like, like, that's, no. That's, as I say, that's not how you life. But anyway... <laughs> 
Um, yeah, but then if everybody just does the, the right thing that they should be doing, then we're just going to watch Hearts Beat Loud every time. Every well, that's time. true. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, but every movie can't be that. Um, I, can, I liked how all the like the wrinkles didn't outstay their welcome in the film. So when like she's pretending she's at Sandhurst and he's pretending that that he's her gay best friend. Oh it yeah, it like really it, lasts for like twenty minutes. And yeah, then, like, and then it, it comes back to to normal. Yeah, and then like when Steve comes along, it lasts for like five minutes. Yeah, although like when I was like, oh, Steve's mental. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, that, Steve's a sociopath. It was kind of weird as well because like the way. I knew from the moment that they had introduced him and it was that kind of thing of like, oh, but who's Steve? And I was like, oh, there's going to be some like weird wrinkle. And I knew the moment that they had been like, oh, it's her fiancé. I was like, no, it's not. But I also then kind of felt like, (laughs) yeah, he was just like, (laughs) and and I felt, I just thought it was like really weird that like, in that term of the fact that they had kind of split up and obviously she didn't want to tell the family. Like, he made a really good point. He was like, you know, she's clearly not... she, She's she's lied to you and she's lied to me and maybe she's not the person that you think she is. And I felt like you could say the same about the two of them, but it was that whole thing of, like... He was like, he turned up at their house. <laughs> it was just like, just really uncomfortable. Like, what was she going? Like, if that if that had went the way it was supposed to go, and he randomly turns up at the house, that wouldn't have been like a fun time. Like, mm. it was probably better that she wasn't there. And there was like, it was a moment where I was like, thirty seconds ahead of the film, and just just because of like. And all of my it's the end of the world anxieties and actually looked this up. Um, <laughs> so when she's still pretending she's. Um, training like at military ca- academy or whatever and then she uses the inhaler in front of the dad and you see the dad look I was like oh I know this you can't be in army if you have asthma <laughs> <laughs> was this like you're saying you're into the world anxieties did we think about joining the army no, no it was more the if there's a draft will I have to go to the army and I was like, oh I have asthma I don't have to <laughs> you're I'm going to be bottom of the list <laughs> I still get the COVID jab for free. Oh, <laughs> if I'm getting called up, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least at least we know we'll have hit rock bottom when you get the letter. <laughs> like, oh no, guys! <laughs> like, all right, okay, let's get under the table with our tin hats. <laughs> I I don't know why, but I kind of thought that as well because, like, I knew I was kind of surprised that. Like it was, it was weirdly like watching a clairvoyant scene. The scene at the dinner where <clears throat> she was talking about she ma- she mentioned something about mountains or something, and he kind he kind of walked into it. He was like, "Oh, but that sounds like the da 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 da," and she was like, "Yeah, yeah, them." It was like it felt like something you would do with a clairvoyant, like <laughs> somebody's standing beside me. Well, I just lost my grand. Yes, it's them. That's what it kind of felt like. Um, but yeah, I kind of thought when she brought out the inhaler and stuff, I was like, I don't know if I was technically aware of that, but I thought, I bet you it's going to be something like that. And then when it came up, I was like, oh, okay. But then in saying that though, when we've, I kind of think the only part of the movie that I was kind of ahead of was weirdly when he said that he was gay, like to Mm. the auntie, because when you first kind of fall into the family scene, I couldn't figure out if that was supposed to be her sister or if that was supposed to be the mum's sister. And I was like, so wait, who is everybody? Like, if that's the dad, and I thought, are they married? But then, no, 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 no. And it was like... And then the t-shirts came out, so it was off. Yeah, and then the t-shirts came out. And I was like, see, this is what we need in movies <laughs> when they have large extended families. Um, but, but yeah, so it took me, like... When I realised who she was, and I was like, "Oh no, she's making a move for James!" Like the moment they sat at the table, I was like, "Please say you're gay. Please say you're gay." <laughs> and then he was like, "No, no, no." And the, the Scottish accent thing—I have to admit, I did find that quite funny. And he's like, "You know, I can't improv. I get that weird Scottish accent." Then he was like, "What? No, I'm gay." <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, really?" Was just, yeah, that was really funny to me. Um, but yeah there were lots of aspects of this I like I liked the music weirdly because a lot of it was kind of covers of Christmas songs but they weren't like horrific covers they yeah. were quite nice covers 
Yeah, I don't think it stood out to me, but I liked it. Uh, one thing, like when you're just saying, like the the rom com plot stuff, just like stands out to you a lot now. There was I can't remember where it was. Anyway, somebody was either talking about or read about how the biggest problem with writing screenplays now is mobile phones. Oh, okay. Because they literally solve ninety nine percent of any issues you will yeah, ever have yeah. in a plot. So when I was like, "Oh, how are they going to do it this time?" Oh, it's just left behind. There we go. Yeah, and then, and then obviously every time they had to talk, it was on, on the landline, didn't they? They were mm. going, "Damn landlines!" <laughs> yeah, so I quite enjoyed that because I did like as well that um, Mark was because it's Mark Heaps his name. I can't. I, I don't think he actually had a, a name in the movie. Just station master. Yeah, or like the creepy station master or whatever his name or whatever she called him. Um, but I did like that it was like they were trying to make it out that this was such a weird backwater that like he was like Bill Gates in his radioactive like towers or whatever yeah, and I was I like, like that. <laughs> wait when is this oh yeah because she says that she's like wait he's like oh no you won't get cell service here and she's like why have I turned up in the 1985 mm. I was like yeah I quite enjoyed that yeah, it's funny work. I don't know how you remember during the pandemic when everybody was burning down the 5G towers right do I remember that? Oh, I don't. No, I don't remember that actually. I, I, think, I, was just, I think I was just obsessively reading the news. I mean, I was obsessively reading the news. No, I think well, one of the oh, big, well. yeah, one of the big conspiracy things was that there was people who thought that five G was causing the pandemic because the five G oh. rollout happened just before the pandemic. Oh, okay, okay. So they started burning down the masts. Oh. Um, and I like made a joke about that at work. Oh, because um, uh, a guy from my office his partner had been complaining about not being able to get 5G in Bathgate and I was like well they still believe in witches in Bathgate I'm sure they were burning down the 5G towers <laughs> he didn't get it because he also hadn't been obsessively reading the news and conspiracy people yeah um, I, I, but I did enjoy that there was sort of a hint towards that with Mark Heap's character yeah, I think with um, with me it was like with with the pandemic I got maybe well, I don't know. I'm not really a news watcher anyway, which is probably bad. But, like, um, I think we got a month into the actual, like, lockdown, first lockdown pandemic. And my mum, who religiously at the time watched the news, was just like, nope. <laughs> and she turned it off. And then it was like, I would occasionally, like, check my phone and be like, right like the death rate's not looking great this is not great but it's fine we we follow the rules we stay away from people and i spent my whole time just walking about and doing cross stitch i mean the world was burning around me but i was like this is a nice day i was like so yeah i was charlotte always likes to say that i was following the uh the numbers like football scores (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was yeah a bit grim and still in the grim times it's fine um but yeah, so I'm trying to think. There was actually something I was else I was going to say about the movie. That was um, Charlotte also said like her like <clears throat> little thing she wrote at the end was something like when everybody's all together having a happy dinner. She's like, as soon as politics is mentioned at this dinner table, it's all. It's all oh over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was. Um, I did kind of think like that was. It's weird because I'm complaining about like the tropes that they do in these movies, but at the same time, like I did go no at the end, like with the warm fuzzy family, and I quite liked because I wasn't too sure what they were trying to do, and I was like, oh please, at least we didn't actually get to see it. Um, but like then, because the nana, because there was the granddad, the nana from Haley's family, and then obviously we found out at the end that the the other guy Filch was the other granddad and I was trying to figure out whether the Nana and Filch were like getting together yeah, he was yeah. like I can show you my what was it pum pum yeah I didn't it was like pumice or something pum, like yeah that. I can yeah. show you my pumice and she's like I'll show you my tattoo and then like pork pie was like like next to them it was just a bit weird but yeah at least we didn't get to see that what did I miss a line about the colanders that just seems to happen in like the last 15 minutes. Yeah, so I, at first I didn't quite get it because I think, I don't know why, but I think I'd kind of forgotten. But the bit where he turns back up at the house because he's like forgot his wallet or something. And um, I think they trade the landline for his mobile. Yeah. that And the dad, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> um, the dad's like, 
oh, can you help me wrap something? Yeah. He's wrapping a colander. Yeah, that was but, the first time I was like, that's weird. But. And I thought, oh, that's a bit of a weird present to get your wife. But then when she was like, when the sister was like, where's your colander? And she was like, oh, it's in that drawer. Yeah, then there's a, a cupboard full of colander. So I think it was literally this man the, was just like, I don't know what to buy my wife, really. So I'll just buy her a colander every year. Cause did was, you not notice that the colander yeah, is yeah, colander? Because yeah. at first I thought, so I got hold- oh, right. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was. I think the joke was literally just because he said he does say that he's like you can never have enough yeah. colanders. But I genuinely just think the joke was I don't know what else to buy my wife, so I'll buy her a colander. I was just, I was just wondering because it was like it happens when he's wrapping it, and then you see all the colanders in the cupboard, and then the turkey is covered with a colander. And I was like, did I miss something earlier in the film, or is this running gag just happened in the last ten minutes? Yeah. <laughs> it was just this like because. I wonder if something got cut. <laughs> well, well, I quite liked. I, I think the reason I liked the dad so much was because it was just a. It was kind of like they had thought this movie through, and then they hired him and went, "Just you do what you want." Because like his whole character was a bit weird. Like the fact that he was an ice cream van man, but like he sold turkeys. But then I thought it was really funny at the beginning when that wee kid was like, "Can I have a ninety-nine, please?" In the fucking like what. Zero temperature, snow everywhere, and you want an ice cream. <laughs> and you're outside. Are you insane? <laughs> and then, and then the fact that he was like, "You're you're you're a weirdo." I was like, "You're the fucking weirdo child that's asking for an ice cream." <laughs> but yeah, the, his whole character was very just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so yeah. like to go against the richness of like Humphrey was that his name? Alex yeah. Jones's. He, no, he was Hubert. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Humphrey or something. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, overall, I did enjoy this movie. It was funny. And it, like, if we were talking about it in terms of like a Christmas movie you'd watch again, I would definitely watch this again. Like, mm. whereas like the two movies we did last year, like, I was like, oh, God, no. Yeah, <laughs> was threatened to make us watch A Castle for Christmas again. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I enjoyed it. I did think it was quite good. Um, but in saying that, though, I'm actually not sure what I would rate it. Like, have we got anything else to say? I don't think so. Yeah, I liked it. I think everybody did a good job. It was wasn't terribly written. It looked no. good. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's quite likable. Mm-hmm. It was uh, a... It had a plot. Yeah. It worked. It wasn't over the top. <laughs> uh, I'd probably give it... I'd give it a six. Yeah. I'd give it a six. It. Yeah. I was reading like six or like a good five, you know? Like a good <laughs> five. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't think it's... I, yeah, I, I would like... Like, it didn't rock my world, yeah. but it was like... All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I think IMDb gave it like a 6.4. Yeah, let me just check. Um, yeah, it did, 6.4. Yeah. So we were both right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're going by. Um, oh, and it's Daniel Mays. That's his name. I always forget his name. But he's he, Daniel Mays? He oh, played the, the dad. Yeah. But he he's he's another one. You're, like, you're saying Alex Jenin turns up in like loads of things. And he does. But like I feel like he's another one. Like He just turns up in random shit as well. Yeah. And I'm like... <laughs> you're here why are you here <laughs> but but yes so I think that's all I would probably say about um, your Christmas or mine yeah. so yeah it beat my expectations from the bus adverts <laughs> yeah I hadn't even seen a trailer for it it was just that thing of I didn't want because we're like we can talk about it more when we talk about falling for Christmas but like is it just me or did Netflix bring out like six or seven Christmas movies this year oh I have no idea like, I felt like every time... Because you know how, like, you'll get notifications from Netflix and it'll be, like, coming soon or, like, this has just landed or whatever. I'm really bad on Netflix for, like, looking through the coming soon and, like, be, and asking my Netflix to remind, 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 and I never watch any of it. <laughs> I forget <laughs> all the time. Um, but I felt like the last couple of times I checked the, like, coming soon, there was, like, five or six, like, right. like Netflix movies that yeah. were coming out that were all Christmas movies. I and I was just like... How about I... no? I'll stick to the Lindsay Lohan one, thanks, because <laughs> I know that one and I know her. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, um, was there any trivia? It's hard to get trivia for new films. Charlotte read out a goof that was when they were getting on the trains. Like nobody would actually check your ticket before you get on a train. Well, yeah, that's or, that's yeah. kind of true. I did think that was clearly like just placed there to be so he could go. Oh, I'm going this way instead of that way. But yeah. um, I don't know. I don't think there was anything 
I didn't look. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think I saw anything. But then, to be fair, it was very much the kind of thing of like I'd done it quickly. Mm. Um, oh well, this is quite interesting. Um, Humphrey Hughes, who was the dad Alex Jenning, is pictured with Prince Charles, um, later King Charles the Third, um, in the photograph. Jennings portrayed Charles in the Queen, and. Oh, okay. The only other, and literally the only other bit of trivia is Daniel Mays and Angela Griffin also played husband and wife in White Lines. And I don't know what that is. <laughs> so, yeah, literally the only other trivia. <laughs> but, but yeah, new film. We'll, we'll let it slide. <laughs> okay, so second film, Falling for Christmas, which is Netflix. One of the seven, I feel. <laughs> like I feel like they have released a lot of Christmas movies this year. But um kinda quick, as easy as I can summary as I can um, as I can um, manage. Um Sierra is the spoilt daughter of a hotel entrepreneur and he wants her to kind of go into the family business, but she's kind of drifting, doesn't know what she wants to do. She ends up in a skiing accident after her very bizarre 100% gay um, um, influencer boyfriend proposes to her and she kind of just falls off a cliff uh, and she bangs her head and she can't remember who she is. So she ends up moving in with a guy who owns a much smaller lodge than her dad's massive hotel. And of course they fall in love with each other and he has a vaguely cute child uh, also is a widow of course um, who lost his wife at Christmas I'm sure (laughs) and uh, yeah it ticks all the kind of soppy romantic boxes um, but yeah kind of ends the way you would expect it to she gets her memory back and for a very very two second short period of time she goes back to her normal life and then decides no she wants to be with the man who she stayed with for four days and decided to be like a stepmom to this child. So yeah, all happy feelings round. <laughs> and I really hope that Tad ran off with either Terry or Ralph at the end. I can't decide. <laughs> he just needed a bear. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. So thoughts thoughts on falling for Christmas. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. You kind of expect it to be... Like, A Castle of Christmas is a Hallmark film, but it felt at least like a little elevated. Yeah. Like, it felt like it was this, like a, it had a little more production value. Yeah. <laughs> like, this was just a Hallmark film, except yeah. Lindsay Lohan was in it. Yeah. And apparently the other guy is somebody who Charlotte has told me multiple times who he is, and I could never remember. So he was in something else. He was in Glee. Glee. I, mean, I literally okay. just looked it up because I thought, you know, you know how when you watch, obviously, like, any kind of movie, and they yeah. try and tell you, um, <laughs> and they try and tell you, like, this, like this scene is happening in this area, and it'll tell you like the name of whatever on, underneath. So I wasn't kind of paying attention as the credits were rolling at the beginning of the movie, and I saw Lindsay Lohan's name come up, and then I kind of looked away from the camera. Oh, and by the time, by the time I looked again, it was the scene, and she's lying in the bed, and it said chord whatever the hell's name is and I was like is that the name of the hotel <laughs> like, wait is this and then it started listing off other actors names and I was like oh no that is that the guy I was uh, like, what's that name I'm sure Charlotte said that like all of his siblings have equally weird names um <laughs> Yeah, when he came on the screen, I was like, is this like the Ape Hemsworth? Like, <laughs> who are we watching? <laughs> is this like the, the Lost Cousin? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was... Yeah, but apparently... Because it was really funny, because I didn't recognise him, but I was just actually looking it up there on the break. And I never watched Glee. No, tell a lie. I watched season one of Glee, and then I think I got halfway through the first episode of season two and was like... I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so I stopped watching it. Um, but I know that I'd seen like little clips of it and things. And when I was kind of looking up his IMDb, I was like, oh, so he was in Glee. And I, it was showing you pictures of him from when he was in Glee. And he looks 12. It's just <laughs> so it's really weird in, in this movie that I'm like, I feel like Glee's not that old. I'm yeah. like, what the hell? <laughs> but yeah, it's just 
Yeah, <laughs> so that's his big thing that he's yeah. been in Glee. <laughs> yeah, there's two things I remember Charlotte pointing out. And one was um, when uh, when the when the guy's proposing, and then Charlotte's like, "Oh, he's somehow like the boyfriend and the gay best friend at the same time." Yeah, <laughs> he's a twofer. <laughs> like I can I can quite get what they were trying to do with his character. Like the whole. I felt like I would have preferred it to be um, more resolved. I would have preferred to see his story resolved more than the actual main characters. <laughs> because like, I thought it was really funny when he found Ralph and, and Ralph was just like, I'm, I'm going to be your mountain bear. And I was like, oh, they're a nice couple. And then, like, <laughs> and then obviously like he gets Ralph off of like having to spend like jail time or whatever for poaching but then it was like he was cheating on him with Terry at the end I was like what are you doing I was like that's not nice I was thinking like um, like when it all kicked off I was like oh okay so she's gonna go for her like growth in the the little lodge and then he's gonna go for his growth in the wilderness and they'll both be better people by then nah (laughs) Chad doesn't change at all he He learns nothing he stuck to being a twat (laughs) (laughs) Um, but well I think he like he grew a tiny decimal (laughs) like he realised he might not be straight (laughs) I think I think that was his takeaway Um, but I did like I I just the thing is, is that I, I kind of went into the movie thinking, okay, Lin- I know Lindsay Lohan can act. I know mm. she's fine as an actress. So this is kind of, they're kind of saying it's like her big comeback thing because obviously she disappeared for so long and she's done like wee things here and there but never been like like a main part or whatever for a long time. And I was like, okay, I'm rooting for this because like I did like her and stuff when I was younger. But I felt that... <sighs> It's really hard to describe. I felt like she was probably the only person in the whole movie that... I felt like she was in the wrong movie. It felt like she should have been in a Disney movie mm-hmm. and the rest of them were in a Hallmark movie, but she didn't get the memo. Mm-hmm. I, it was like... Because I felt like I was watching something like Mean Girls or The Parent Trap or something like that what, that she was in. But they were all on the really overly corny side and she wasn't so much. But I also kind of felt like she spent the whole movie like apologising for being alive. And I was like, <laughs> is that like some sort of like hint at something? It was like, like, she spent the whole movie just randomly just saying thank you and no oh, Merry Christmas. And it was, it felt very like, Lindsay, it's okay. Like, it, just, it was really strange. Yeah. I felt like, I felt like her performance was really weird and that it started strong and then got weaker as the film and then Charlotte's like I wonder if they shot it in reverse like so maybe she like warmed back up to acting by and like by the by the end of it which was the start of the film it was like or maybe she got bored okay, <laughs> I, I, that's maybe what it was because it felt like at the beginning of the movie like I say the like when you're introduced to her kind of spoiled yeah. brat kind right. of character it feels like a feels, Lindsay Lohan film it from, feels very much like yeah. a Lindsay Lohan movie but then by the time she's lost her memory and she's at the lodge and stuff it's kind it does kind of feel like she's just going through the motions yeah. and yeah and because I don't know why because obviously it was supposed to be that time had went past but I just remembered this the bit where he like because there was about five montages in this fucking movie as well. <laughs> like, but um, the bit after it's like the first montage of her fucking everything up, and like she she manages to like ruin the washing machine or whatever, yeah. and then he shouts at her, and she ca- like it. <laughs> he shouts at her, and it cuts to her like she's got the jacket on and she's out, and you think oh she's she's thrown her jacket on and run outside, and now she's talking to the horse. Fair enough. Mm. But, then, but then, like, the scene went round and he was in the stable. And my first thought was, how the fuck did he get there? Yeah, that's the same thought. <laughs> He's a busy man. He was just like, <laughs> it's just really weird. I was like, that was really odd editing. Like, he showed no in between. It was just like, a, now suddenly hours have gone by. And I was like, wait, what? The, the man's running an entire lodge with an old lady and an eight-year-old girl. <laughs> Oh, what to do? Oh, it's just yeah. Because speaking of like seeing that guy in, in your Christmas or mine, that guy Steve, and I says he looked really plastic. 
because this was like an American movie, and actually, no, that's not fair. Because it was like very Hallmarky style, it was kind of the same in the sense that it, everything looked too perfect. It was like, it was everything was very sh- like shiny and bright. But the guy, he was obviously supposed to be Santa, but the guy yeah. who like done the, the, like the wish and things like that, he looked like rubber. Was it just me? <laughs> like, he did not look real. I was, like, I was kind of watching it like, ooh. And I was like, having Santa cause two flashbacks. I was like, what the fuck is that? It's just really odd. <laughs> Um, yeah, it didn't stand out. Other than like you saw him, you're like, oh, well, that's Santa immediately. <laughs> yeah, the moment you saw him, it was like, and Santa. Yeah. What's, his, what's his only sort of miracle? Just having the sled be there was that all he did? Kind of, yeah, because yeah. they made this big thing. So I'm assuming at the beginning with the, the Christmas wishing tree, yeah. I'm assuming like because we don't actually see what she's written, but. Like the little girl's obviously like written something like I want my daddy to fall in love again or or whatever, and then he does. He obviously causes that. <laughs> he obviously causes that. But then after it, like they they kind of made this big thing about the sleigh and they made it feel like it was going to be relevant. And then it was never mentioned again. Mm. And because they also done it earlier on as well, like. They kind of showed him throwing the plan that he'd had in the bin right next to his desk. And, it, like, they made this big point of it just being, like, it's now sitting in the bin. And then when it, like, it went to her later on at the office and stuff, I was like, oh, she's going to find it and she's going to have, like, the bright idea. And the, but then, no, it just didn't come back up again. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, like, this movie did nothing for me. It just kind of happened. Yeah, it was... <laughs> I, I will... Because I will admit as well, because... Like, because obviously with the the time that we've started recording and things, but I will admit that like every scene where it was like glamour shots, I went skip 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 because I just wanted to get to the actual thing because it I could feel it was getting later and I knew how it was going to end, I knew how it was going to play out, so I think I like I think I skipped the whole scene where he was in the horse, like and like they they rode out to go and get her. I was like I don't to hear the dialogue i know what they're saying like let's just get to the end and the kiss and things um but yeah it was very like i know a lot of like a lot of genres and not just comedies not just romantic comedies or whatever i know a lot of them like follow the same kind of structure but this was literally a paint by numbers hallmark movie and it was just like it did yeah it had no originality and it was just they are. Yeah, like the only thing it brings to the table is that it's Lindsay Lohan and we haven't seen her for like 10 years. Yeah, and it's <laughs> nice to see her. It's nice for yeah. her to be back. Um, because, like, she did. But then, I mean, that was when he was trying to kind of bring up his career and things again as well. But she was in... Did you ever watch that sick note that had Rupert Grant in it? So it was a very... I think it was quite short-lived. I think it did get cancelled, but it was a Sky One comedy and it was about a guy that he's told by... He's he's not very well-liked by people around him. I don't think he's a twat or anything. I think he's just quite a non-existent person and people just kind of walk all over him. And he gets told by his doctor that he's got cancer and that he's not got long to live. So he, of course, tells all his family and his friends and everything like that. And they all start treating him better because they all think he's going to die. But then, of course, his doctor phones him and goes, oh, sorry, we got the files mixed up. You're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. But he's so, but he's he likes the fact that he's getting all this attention. So it's how him and his best pal, which is actually Nick Frost, I think they, like, they lie their way through basically trying to prove that he's sick. <laughs> but they made... It got picked up for a season two and Lindsay Lohan was in it. and But I don't think she was a very nice person in it either. And I kind of wanted to watch it because it was like the two of them and I liked the two of them, but I just never got around to watching it and it got cancelled. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm sure the premise of it... It was when he was trying to make his comeback as well. And... I think that was her kind of making tentative steps to make a comeback as well, but it didn't really get picked up for anything. So, but yeah, so she, it's nice to have her back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we we definitely said it in another episode. I can't remember what we were talking about, but like 
if you're talking about the kids as well you like you say we're so used to having like kid actors now that are like really good actors and they they actually can act that like when you watch a movie and they have like kids in it that just can't act it's really distracting and the wee girl that was in the movie like you know like god love her like all these wee kids that go out and do that like you know we we can't we probably can't really say anything because we didn't do it but it's that thing of like it was really distracting because she was really bad <laughs> and the, the he wasn't much better to be fair <laughs> uh, but yeah it was just it was a very <sighs> movie yeah. <laughs> so it like, just, come this time next year I'll not remember it exists no you, you'll have to remind me that we did <laughs> we, we talked about it you did but let's I will say we we have no funny stories to tell this year but we did get a hark back to last episode because they advertised Castle for Christmas in uh, this movie yeah, and I was just like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was like really funny when they'd done that but um, and I did like the kind of throwback to Mean Girls as well when she's in the car. I'm assuming it was a throwback to Mean Girls. You know the bit near the beginning before the accident and stuff and she's with... Is it Tad? That's how you say his name, yeah. So the Jingle Bell Rock comes on the radio and she's singing and he... And he's like, oh, you know, like, don't sing and he keeps turning it down and she keeps turning it back up. That's the song that her and Regina and that sing in Mean Girls at the talent show. Because you know, like, how... Like the the something happens to the CD player and all the music stops and they're all panicking and then she starts singing. That's the song that they sing. Uh, and I was just and it just made me laugh because I was like, nah, of course we had to have some sort of thing back to our one of our biggest hits. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can't, I can't remember if I said it just to you before we started recording or during the recording that lately today I was like oh, I should probably watch it again because I watched like a week and a half ago and I was like ah, it won't help no. <laughs> like, by the time it comes to recording the episode today I'll have still forgotten <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just I felt like a lot of the stuff that they mentioned in the movie as well it was yeah there's no other way to describe this movie other than like a paint my number situation yeah. because like I felt like a lot of the stuff that they added to the movie it was literally like we add this for flavour. <laughs> it's like, there's no actual need to have it, but, like, it's here just for the sake of yeah. it. I think, so, like, something that the Hallmark Channel, like, the Christmas 24 or whatever has going for it is that you just put it on and it's just a Christmas screensaver of different pretty faces yeah, yeah. in snow. Whereas, like, you have to actively decide to put this on. And I can't imagine ever actively deciding to put this on again. I think, like, yeah, I we kind of talk about it every year when we talk about the Christmas movies and stuff, but, like, the th- the thing that always makes me kind of go, like, okay, well, is this something that I would watch again on another Christmas? Like, because, again, I've, I think I'd said that to you. I've only watched, like, I've, I've really not been feeling the Christmas spirit this year, which mm. I must say I'm kind of annoyed about because it's not like me. But, I mean, we're the week of Christmas, and I'm just like... I still haven't finished my fucking shopping. <laughs> and I'm just like, so like Christmas movies have not been the top priority, but like there's, I think there's ones that you just kind of fall back on because they're just nice and cozy. Yeah. And you know, I know for a fact on Christmas Eve, I'll watch my Muppet Christmas Carol because it's just, it's still ranked the best version of Christmas Carol. <laughs> um, and it's just fuzzy and it's Michael Keaton walking about with a whole lot of socks. Okay. So I'm just, Michael Keaton or Michael Kane? Kane. I meant to say Kane. But yeah, it's just. Yeah, this is not something that I would go. Yeah. I, I even fancy just like a Christmas rom com. I'll put this one on. No, that's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it is it's really hard for a film to like make the rotation like, of like Christmas films you will watch again. Yeah. Um... I still think that Netflix, the only one that they've released that is worth the watch and worth the rewatch is Klaus. Because if you, you watch oh, that... I've watched Klaus, but I've heard good things about it's, Klaus. It's really, really good. And I think it was... I think it was one of these ones where it didn't get a lot of kind of publication. Um, well, not publication. Uh, publicity. Publicity. I can't speak. Um, it didn't get a lot of publicity, but 
it kind of done really well. It's kind of like a lot of the things that go into Netflix. Like, if Netflix... Because they're now getting into this really annoying trend, especially if it's a TV series, where if something does... They don't really, like, promote it. it but it does really well in ratings and stuff like that. They're like, oh, no, we're cancelling it. Mm. And it's like, oh, okay. Because um, they cancelled something else um, last week. Well, they've been everything everywhere's been on a cancel spree recently. Yeah. Um what the hell was it? Because people were whinging about it again. Oh, um I've not watched it, but a uh, Warrior Nun. So it's a weird fantasy kinda it's it's kinda like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but with nuns. Yeah. But um but it's like a young girl that's like a demon hunter or something. Mm. But the point is is that it didn't get a lot of publicity it has actually done really well, ratings-wise, and it got cancelled after its second season. They've just cancelled oh, The Bastard Son and The Devil Himself, which, again, got no publicity, but it's done, I think it was, like, at number two for, like, two weeks after it came out. And they just keep cancelling all these shows and all these <laughs> things, and it's just like, why? Yeah. <laughs> so they just seem to be kind of doing this, whereas, like... With, with whereas before the good thing about Netflix was like shows like Stranger Things or what's the other big thing? Like it's so probably not as big, but something that like I like, like something like Umbrella Academy, doesn't get really they they weren't kind of rooted at the beginning to have like any potential, and now they're like the bigger shows on Netflix, and they're the ones that get all the merch and make all the money. So it's just. They've kind of went backwards. Like, yeah. they're now doing the thing of, oh, it's popular, let's cancel it. <laughs> what? How, how did we get here from Klaus? Um, because Klaus had, like, no publicity. Oh, okay. and But it has kind of become, apparently it's one of the watch, most watched movies of Netflix at the time yeah, of Christmas. Really, um, yeah, Noel has actually made my rotation. And the only other recent... Christmas film, like I now watch every year, is um, The Night Before. Yeah, you've kind of, I keep, again, it's one of these ones that I'm like, I might watch it one day. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine you'd be a big fan of it, mostly because Seth Rogen's in it so much. But. I, I don't think I mind him as much as I used to, but I still don't think I'm a massive fan of his, like, his type of humour. Yeah. Um, and I think the only reason I would watch it is because Anthony Mackie's in it, and yeah. I really like him. So, <laughs> <laughs> can't be bothered with, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt or Seth Rogen, but, like, I like Anthony Mackie and I'm like can I watch it for him I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really good like, <clears throat> I like all three of them the main cast and then there's Lizzie Kaplan I quite like it oh, yeah. not in a lot of things and Mindy Kaling and then just Michael Shannon is playing a drug dealer and guardian angel <laughs> it's like you know you're Michael Shannon, right? Why are you, <laughs> why are you in this? <laughs> I like when you get people that do things like that. <laughs> um, the, you know, I was going to suggest, but like I don't have Apple TV, um, but I was going to suggest this, the Spirited movie, like because that's apparently getting really good yeah, okay. write-ups. But Is that the one with Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. And I think it's supposed to be like, a, it's a musical, but it's supposed to be like a newer kind of version of... A Christmas Carol. Yeah, that's the, the name. That's immediately what I, I assumed, well, but. Yeah, because but the, my, like the thing that kind of gets me is that like so Spirit Aid came out this this year, and that's obviously like the big kind of Hollywood production remake of Christmas Carol. And I think Sky and the, like kind of normal TV and like BBC or something. I can't remember. I think they've got like three different versions of Christmas Carol coming on this year. And it's like, how many times can we tell the same story? Yeah. <laughs> but in saying that, though, there is one that's coming on this year that I do want to watch. But I just kind of think, yeah, a lot of these kind of Christmas movies, they either fall under like the classic kind of tale of like a proper like style Christmas or it's Home Alone <laughs> I feel like there's no in between for me it's like it's Disney or it's Home Alone <laughs> yeah. I don't think I have anything else to say Yeah, I will 100% forget this movie exists by January <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I actually couldn't remember like before having to watch it 
it'd been one of these annoying things where it kept popping up on my Netflix saying like trending, trending now. And then when I went to look for it, it wasn't there anymore. And I was like, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> so I had to like today on, like even though we had decided like the week before, okay, we'll watch this one and this one. I think even in our chat, we were calling it the Lindsay Lohan movie. Yeah. So I had to search Lindsay Lohan and that was what came up. And I was like, that's, that's, oh, that's what, what it is. Yep, that's exactly what we did. We just exact <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> It's like, what's that movie where it's like overboard, but it's at Christmas time? Because I didn't actually realize, I mean, to be fair, at least it didn't have like the seedy undertones of overboard. But like, don't get me wrong. I love that movie, but there are many questionable choices made in that movie. Um, But yeah, I didn't actually realize that it was literally that. (laughs) Like, I didn't realize it was like... Oh, okay, so she just kind of gets kidnapped by this guy and, like, yeah, ends yeah. up living in the lodge. Well, that was, like, the sheriff was just like, well, we have this girl, you have her. <laughs> like, we, we don't want her. And, yeah. like, in the hospital, we're like, we don't want her either. And he was like, okay. Because <laughs> the thing that made me laugh as well was that, like, the sheriff, when he kind of says, like, oh, you know, well, we don't know who she belongs to and, like, a stray cat, we should just take her to a shelter. Like, and he kind of says, okay, well, why don't you stay at the lodge? I loved, I loved that, like, the moment the dad was introduced back into the situation and then he turns up at the, the sheriff's place. Uh, place, like, what's it called again? <laughs> the, police station? The station. <laughs> place, you know, his place where his desk is <laughs> and he has a guy on another desk who says, hey, there's somebody here to see you. Like, my brain was just like, what's it called again? Um, but, like, when he turned up at the station and then obviously, like, Tad turns up at the station, he suddenly went, I know where she is. What the <laughs> fuck? It was just a bit like, wait a minute. If this guy owns a fucking massive hotel, how the hell do you not know who his daughter is? I think he was just kind of like, it's fine. She can stay here for a while. Sheriff was like, this would be great for herself, girl. <laughs> exactly. He was the real guardian angel in that movie. <laughs> but yeah, there was... Wasn't even like a plot hole. I've just realised that. I was like, mm. wait, what? I will say though, one bit that did actually make me cackle with laughter, and I don't know why, was when she was trying to make the bed, and it was like it wasn't even so much like it was just when she tried to do like the sheet, and it just kind of enveloped her, and she was like, "It's an evil sheet," and I was just like, <laughs> um, <laughs> just made me laugh. Yeah. There's a phrase that like uh, I heard on I think it was the Taskmaster podcast, which is medically stupid. Yep, I think like all the like the most everyday thing. You've never made a bed before, <laughs> no. And it's like how? <laughs> um, and I did love that. That was like. <laughs> It wasn't like the sh- it wasn't like her being kind to people or like her making the breakfast. The shocking thing was the fact that she made her own bed. Mm. And then when they were like, "We have this ridiculously sparkly outfit," she was like, "I just want something plain." And they were like, <gasps> "I was just like, okay." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, you got a rating. <laughs> what was that? You got a rating? Yeah, I mean. Uh... I mean, I'm going to say three, because I feel like if you fall down to uh, two, it has to make me mad. And it never made me mad. <laughs> no, it was just kind of there. Yeah. I would say, I was going to give it a five, but like you say, it it was very un, it was very unmemorable. So I'd probably give it a four. Yeah. Just just for like props for Lindsay Lohan. Like, <laughs> I like Lindsay Lohan. But like, yeah, I, I was actually kind of annoyed because I was like rushing to get round as well. I feel like the only bit I actually would have enjoyed of the movie was like the played bloopers over the mm-hmm. the things but I, I stopped it so I didn't watch them <laughs> but I feel like I'd go back to watch the bloopers you didn't miss much but... okay that's fine <laughs> um, but yeah so I think I'd probably give it a 4 I wonder it's actually not getting that bad a rating I don't think on yeah. IMDB yeah I mean if you go in expecting <laughs> it to be exactly what it is you're going to get what you want like if you go in just wanting one, one of those films it's yeah. one of those films so you're probably going to like it yeah Oh well, it got a five point two. Like, okay. um, so it's not too bad. But there's there is one that's on this year for Christmas, and I think it's a Netflix one. This is what I'm saying. Like, with them apparently bringing out about five million movies, 
And it's getting absolutely slaughtered, apparently, by, like, every reviewer. Like, nobody has anything good to say about this movie. It's like, I still believe in Christmas or something. Um, And again, I didn't even know it was a thing until I saw something on, like, Instagram. And it was, like, Digital Spy had said, like, nobody likes this movie. And I was just like, oh, dear. Um, But I don't know what it's about. But I'm kind of intrigued now because of the fact that nobody likes it. But yeah, so as as usual, um, if you would like to follow my page, I have a Facebook page. I am writing more on the Twitter and the Instagram as well. But just search IMDb or I am Danny B. Um, our editor is Miss Goozy Charlotte on Instagram, and of course we leave Kevin alone. And yeah, just as usual, if you have any comments, then you can. Hit me up on Facebook or on Instagram. And yeah, ha- hope you all have a nice Christmas. <laughs> and maybe watch Your Christmas or Mine, but don't watch Falling for Christmas. Not unless you really, really like Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, and hopefully the new year will maybe bring a bit more joy. <laughs> like, roll on 2023. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm the leader. I'll say when it's the end. It's the end.